Welcome back to the Falshing Financial Victories podcast. My name is Eric Mazel. I'm your co-host here with uh, Bree Prosser. Uh, we are joined today by Melinda Savage. So Melinda is a business owner here in town. Um, and I'm excited to learn about what you do on a daily basis and kind of how you got into this role. So thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, uh, so House of Color. All right. Go. Tell us what it is. <laughs> Start from the beginning. Yeah. This is my elevator pitch. So House of Color um, USA is a franchise opportunity um, across the United States. And I own the franchise here in Greenville. And um, a little bit about my story. I spent 20 years in the financial services industry um, in an HR capacity. So interviewing um, and hiring folks. And so I spent a lot of time um, looking at professionals and talking with professionals and digging into their background. And so I've always been interested in people, always been interested in encouraging them um, in their careers. And um, when COVID hit, um, I had a little bit of a health um, issue going on at the time. Um, like many women, um, I stopped coloring my hair because we couldn't get to the salon. And so here I was with a health issue that had me um, looking a little different. I, was, you know, I gained some weight. Um, I had gray hair. And I just realized that nothing that I was wearing looked good on me anymore. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking it's the hair, it's the weight gain, et cetera. So through Instagram and some people that I was connected to, um, I found House of Color um, and uh, did some searching and looked up um, image consulting, which is what this is called. Okay. So there's a franchise in Charleston, um, which was the only one in South Carolina at the time. And I took a visit there um, kind of as a reward th- for myself for getting through some of the health challenges that I had. And also because I just really wanted to figure out like what is not working about the way I look and the way I'm showing up. So through a process that we call color analysis, um, she was able to help me understand that it really wasn't me that was um, incorrect. It was really the colors that I was wearing. And so um, I went and had just this transformational process. Um, Then I took my sister um, and sat through her color analysis. Then I took my sister-in-law and sat through hers. Then I took my mom. And by the fourth time I'd sat through this process, I thought, this is life-changing and this really is transformative. So that was the impetus for me bringing color analysis and image consulting to the upstate uh, with House of Color. So that was my own personal journey and how I decided to do it here. Wow. So basically two and a half years ago or so? Yeah. So I've been open here. So the the application process and then the training process, which was super intense, um, I've been open for almost a year okay. and uh, here in Greenville. And so it was personally transformative for me. And then um, I just knew that the upstate of Greenville had to have it. So were you still in the financial services world when you yeah, made that Yeah, so move? I had actually stepped out of um, – you know, a full-time career in 2016, but I still, even to this day, do consulting um, with some higher-end financial services company out of the Northeast um, with their hiring, their selection, leadership development, and things like that. So did you ever think that this is where you would have ended up? Kind of, actually. Um, If you you want to know the truth, when I was younger, um, I loved uh, playing with Barbie dolls, dressing them up, doing their hair, and mostly putting on their makeup. And as a part of the image consulting and color analysis that we do, makeup is a part of it. It's my favorite part. And so, yeah, if you had, if you had looked at my um, little breadcrumbs when I was a little girl, um, it doesn't surprise me that I'm um, working with men and women to encourage them and love on them and make them feel more confident. Um, and that makeup is a part of that. So I'm actually not surprised. It actually ties in, though, to the financial services industry, because one of the 
things that um, we all know is that it takes uh, very little time to form a first impression of someone, right? You meet someone and it's almost a split second. And the way you show up to your life, the way you look, um, makes an impression on people immediately. And so as someone who is making very quick decisions around um, who you are, whether you're a good fit for the job, so much of it has to do with the first impression that you make and not as much to do with your resume and your qualifications, um, actually probably less than than we would like. And so um, what I realize is that <clears throat> the way people show up and the way they present themselves really makes a big difference in the way people um, think about them and can ab- absolutely affect, um, you know, whether you're getting that job, the, the interviewer's impression of you. And so what happens now is when I'm doing my consulting work, um, I pay a lot of attention to the way people show up. And, and now that we're on Zoom camera, right? So it used to be face to face. Now we're on Zoom and I see you from the, right? I see you from the waist up. Right. And so now I'm even more concentrated on your face and the colors that you're wearing and how you're showing up on camera. So it's an interesting kind of tie in to the professional world and how you show up and then the work that I do to help people come to whatever it is they're doing, whether they're a stay at home mom, whether they are a professional in an industry where a first impression matters. Matters, to really help them make that first impression powerful. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, makes a ton of sense. And not only for first impressions, I feel like if you feel good in what you're wearing, Absolutely. that kind of changes the way that you carry yourself. Absolutely. And one of the things that um, I've realized through the work that I've done over the last year is that this process is really, really powerful for people because what happens to us is if we put on um, a garment, a suit, a dress, a blouse, a, an athletic outfit, an athleisure outfit, and it is the wrong color for us. Typically, unless we've been through this process, we don't look at it and say, oh, this is a bad color for me. I'm going to check. What we do is we start criticizing ourselves. I need more makeup. Mm. I need to lose 10 pounds. You know, I should color my hair. You know, I shouldn't let it go gray. Whatever those tapes that are in our head are. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that once you go through color analysis, what you're going to realize is that without a stitch of makeup, if you were in the right colors, you were going to show up looking as naturally beautiful as you possibly can. Your eyes are going to pop. Your jawline looks sharp. Your lips are going to have a natural color. Your teeth are going to be white. And it's just because you're in the right color palette. Very little to do with actually who you are. So people will walk out saying, I had no idea. And they feel more confident. They look better. They feel intentional about the way they're getting ready in the morning. And then they do make that first impression more positive because of the confidence that they're exuding. What is one of those like standout best <clears throat> moments over the last year of doing House of oh, Color I have Green so Bowl? many. I have so many. What's also surprising about this process is that it is uh, powerfully emotional. For, for men and women. Um, and, and men love this just as much as women, by the way. Hang on, hang on. They do. So you got guys that are getting emotional about colors? Of, Let me tell you. Can I tell you? Yes, hey, they I do. I got to know more about yes, this. Yes, they do. <laughs> I, I got I got I'm picturing all this in my head right now, and I got I to hear a story here. So one of the stories that I have, and, and I know I have permission to share this, is that um, a, a there was a woman who had had her uh, color analysis done in another part of the country. And one thing about color analysis is that you have to do it in person in natural daylight. So it's not a virtual 
virtual situation. So there are 200 consultants across the country. So wherever you are, you can get a consultant close to you. But anyway, she had had her colors done in Chicago and they moved to the upstate and she wanted her husband and her nine-year-old daughter to go through this. And so, and we do children all the time too, which is really fun and powerful, but the daughter wasn't super into it. But she uh, read her book the entire time. We did the draping process and the color analysis. And uh, when we got the colors on her, the father who was sitting there started bawling because he was able to see his daughter, who I think had had some challenges. Um, He was able to see his daughter show up in a way that he'd never seen her show up. And she looked so beautiful. And it it wasn't the mom that was crying. It was the the father that was crying. To see his daughter um, show up in a way and for her to look up from her book and say, huh, I look pretty good was such a powerful moment for him. So that's been, that's been amazing. I've had women come who, um, you know, one woman came, she was visiting her sister and her sister set this up as a girl's day. Um, they're a little bit older. Her husband had died a couple of years ago and she was very emotional in this process and decided that this was going to be the time that she began to take better care of herself, get more into her makeup and showing up to her life in a different way. And so it can be really healing and transformative. And I have a lot of those moments. So what is something that you have found that's been surprising as you have stepped into this um, business owner setting? So um, as a business owner, what I've been surprised about is how much, um, you know, as a business owner, you have to be really good at your craft, right? And and whatever it is that you do. But then there's this whole other piece of it, right? The accounting and the financial and the admin piece of it. So Mm -hmm. as a business owner, I've been really surprised that um, the administrative piece has been such a big part of what I'm doing. And thank goodness for my business background and the work that I do with Foster Victor to help that. Um, But besides that, I think... I think the the power of what we do and the just the emotional it's almost like a healing it's almost like a healing session and and I don't want to sound too woo woo when I say that but it really does give people power and confidence to dress more intentionally, to show up to their lives in a more confident way, to uh, be more um, specific when they shop to save money, right? Because you're not spending money on things that don't look good on you anymore. You know exactly what rack you're going to. You know exactly what color you're going to. And I'm just, every time somebody walks out of my house and looks amazing and feels amazing, I'm just stunned. I'm, I think this is so powerful, and I'm so proud to represent a company that – does this for people. And it's just a fun way to love on people and encourage them, you know? I think that that's probably the biggest, well, the most common answer is the, that's all the, the background administration yeah, stuff, wow. right? It's a whole thing. Right? It kind of gets you yeah. out of the, the realm of, all right, I want to go work with people, not work it does. with all this other stuff. Yeah. And, it, and, and the bigger your business gets, right, the more right. that administrative piece becomes a beast. And so I think having the resources of people to help you, if you've got some areas of that that aren't maybe your forte, um, you know, is really, really important. Cool. So how does this whole process work? What do you do? Yeah. So the way it works is um, I have uh, most of my people, uh, most of my customers book online. I have an online calendar where, um, you know, that's what I, that's what I find these days is that people want to be able to go online. They want to look on my calendar. They want to see uh, the time's available, and then they book it and pay in advance. Um, and it's an investment of time and money, too. It's not an inexpensive process. Sure. So, um, 
they they plan to spend two to three hours with me in the natural daylight. So, um, you know, late at night doesn't work. Um, and you come in and we talk a little bit about color theory. I have the color wheel here um, behind me. And the whole goal is to look at your undertones, um, which are two layers deep. I'm not looking at your hair color, or your eye color. I'm looking at your undertones. And um, we are comparing um, through a scientific process that's based on color theory. We are comparing what you look like in this color versus that, this color versus that. And so one of the first things that we do is we talk about color theory and talk about the science on which our process is based, because it's not just a willy-nilly process. It's very steeped in color theory. And the first thing that we do is we figure out if you have warm undertones or cool undertones. So if you look at the color wheel, um, autumn and spring are our warm seasons. So if you have warm undertones, you're going to be either an autumn or a spring. And then if you have cool undertones, you're going to be either a winter or a summer. Okay, so the first step is figuring out whether you have warm or cool undertones. And that's a process that we call draping. And so we're comparing colors and the way you show up in colors. And what's fun about it is, you know, because I've done hundreds of these, I I see it very quickly often. Mm -hmm. But what's important is that you as the customer see it too. Because if if I see it and I say, oh, you know, you're dulling in this color or wow, you're really showing up in this color. It doesn't matter if I, it matters if you see it. So we spend as much time as we have to, to make sure that you understand what's happening to your face in these certain colors. And then once we get either warm undertones or cool undertones, then we, um, then we go through another draping process to figure out if you look best in bright, bold, and clear colors, which are the winter and the spring palettes, or if you look better in softer, more blended, more muted colors, which are the summer and the autumn. And it, may, and it might be hard to see in here in the studio, but um, there's a very distinct difference in the way you show up based on the type of color that you're that you're in. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at this wheel and I'm thinking, <laughs> all right, do you just switch as you go through the, the year? Or so whatever, we have. But- so no, you absolutely don't. So it's a once in a lifetime process. So um, you are um, one season. Um, so... Hmm. We go through the process and we would figure out, Eric, that you are, you know, let's say you're a spring. I have no idea. I can't tell by looking at you, but let's say you're a spring. Um, What that means is that spring palette is going to be the palette of colors that really helps you look the best. Your jawline is going to be more defined. Your hair is going to be shinier. Um, your skin is going to be clearer. And and you will see it. It's, it's, it's powerful and you will absolutely see it. Mm-hmm. That does not change throughout your life. Um, now, what it also, it's to, not only does it inform the colors that you're wearing in your wardrobe, right? Your blouses, your dresses, your, your ties, your suits, et cetera. But it also informs things like um, your, you know, a nail color for women, um, your makeup, which I told you about. Um, it informs um, your metals because if you are warm, you're going to look better in gold um, metals, and if you're cool, you're going to look better in platinum and silver mm-hmm. and um, white gold. And so you'll notice actually the color wheel is framed. The top is framed in uh, gold, and the bottom is framed in silver because that's just that reminder of, and and you know it's. It's a very powerful way to be very intentional about the way you pick out your clothing and your um, wardrobe. Um, and it's a it's a really great process. Then we go through all of your colors so that you get to know your season really well. And, um, and then for women uh, that want it, we do makeup. So we sell makeup that is perfectly curated for the season. 
It's my absolute favorite part because <clears throat> you come in with no makeup on, which is very vulnerable for a lot of women. Um, you know, they're tiptoeing. They're kind of tiptoeing in the studio like, oh, I hope nobody saw me. Um, but once we get you in the makeup, you realize actually how little makeup you need if you're in your right color. So it's a really, really fun process. Um, Neat. Yeah, it's fun. Cool. So I'm assuming you're in the uh, in the top because you got gold on. I am. So I'm an autumn. <laughs> I'm an autumn. And actually, this is geranium. This is a color that we call geranium. And it's actually a spring and autumn crossover color. And what I also want you to notice is I'm going, but this is also chocolate brown. So one of the things that we do um, a lot of discussing, we, we do a lot of discussing about black um, because a lot of us love our black. Um, and black is not always the best color. It's a very easy color for all of us to be um, attracted to, but it's not always the most flattering color on us. And so one of the major things that I do in the color analysis is get you your better than black colors. And so only one season gets black. That's winter. Um, and so anybody else, um, 75% of the population, um, has colors that are better than black for them. And so mine is, for instance, chocolate brown. And mm. so where I, normally I would put on, you know, before my color analysis, I would have put on black underneath this. Right. Chocolate brown is going to be more flattering. And then it's also going to coordinate better with all the other, other colors in my palette, too, because the whole thing is designed to be able to create a capsule wardrobe. So if you had your entire wardrobe Within your seasonal palette, everything in your wardrobe is going to coordinate. So you are walking, like literally, I walked out the door this morning. I did, got the kids off to school, did my hair, did my makeup, and I walked in. I grabbed this dress, this jacket, this pair of shoes, this jewelry, and it all coordinates. And I have 20 combinations of that same exact thing. That's what makes it really easy. And powerful, especially for professionals or even, I mean, even busy moms and dads that don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on picking out their clothes. Sure. Everything coordinates. It looks good. It's easy to navigate. Cool. So you have three young kids. I do. Oh, my goodness. I have two 12-year-old boys that are twins and a daughter <laughs> that is nine. Are they in the same, uh, how, how do they do with this? No, well, okay, can I tell you, they were the most enthusiastic about this. They could not wait for me to get back from training and get my colors done, get their colors done. And so what's interesting is my husband is a winter, and we were literally three drapes into this thing, both he and I, and he was like, no, we knew exactly what he was. He showed up very, very quickly. Um, I'm an autumn. Two of our children are springs. Um, and then I have a winter son. So they're all over the board um, and they absolutely love it. And every do not think that every single piece of clothing I pick them out is in their color. Um, they know what their colors are. They're attracted to their colors <clears throat> and they know they look better in their colors. I mean, they can tell that they look they show up better in their colors. It's really fun. Makes back to school shopping a little bit easier. Oh, and Christmas shopping and all the things. You're just way more intentional about it. And it's very easy to do it online. You know, you can sort by color. So all I do is I go online, you know, because I buy all my daughter's clothes online. Like, who actually shops anymore? And I go online. I sort by her size. You get the box that's, you know, sort by color. And I check all of her colors on there. It narrows it down. Very easy. Very, very easy to do. They love it. Interesting. Yeah. It's fun. Hmm. So does it make it easier for them every day to get ready to go to school? Absolutely, okay. because they're um, 
their clothes all coordinate. So my one of my sons that's the winter, you know, he does have a lot of black and white and charcoal gray. You know, he's got a lot of those rich neutrals that winters mm-hmm. have. Um, but then my other son that's a spring, you know, he does. He definitely has. He has some coral shorts. He has some, you know, navy, some bright navy, which is a neutral for him. Um, you know, he wears a pe- he walked out the out of the house this morning with a peach kind of one of those salt life um, shirts on, and he looked. He looked amazing, and they can tell. They can tell too. So yeah, it's easy to coordinate too. And they, you know, they don't care about matching. So I'm the only one that cares if they match. So if it all coordinates, then that's way easier for all of us. <laughs> Erica, someone with four kids getting ready in the morning. That's the hardest thing to get them out of the house. Yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Make sure they actually have clothes on. No, well, that's a, that's the first thing. That's the yeah. first thing. And then second of all, if they could look. Semi-coordinated. Um, yeah, it's fun. Same socks. I mean, that'd yeah, be good. That'd be absolutely. <laughs> and you have a 13. You said you have 13-year-old Thir- yeah, daughter. 13-year-old. So when she moves into the makeup wearing phase, too, even if it's just... Oh, we're there. Oh, okay. We're oh, there. Yeah. Right. So there are there are certain makeups that, you know, there's certain colors that are going to look better on her. And we manufacture all of that. So we manufacture our own makeup by season. And so it's really easy and it's meets European standards. So it's very high quality makeup. Um, and, you know, for the younger girls that are just starting to wear makeup or maybe they're competing in pageants or mm-hmm. cheer or dance where they've got to get made up, um, it's very confidence building when you put on a lipstick or a lip gloss that first time and it looks really good on you. Um cuts down on that negative self-talk, right? Sure. Around, oh, it must be me. No, in fact, that's a beautiful color on you. It looks amazing, you know? Very affirming. Very cool. It's fun. Is there anything, um, anything since you've been in this for a year now, would you go back and do anything different? Any lessons that you have kind of learned from being a business owner, parent, into this whole situation? Do you go back and like, yeah, I'd probably do that a little different. Um, if it's not, that's okay. Yeah, no, I think probably I would have, okay, I would have been maybe more boundary-oriented around my time early on. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you open a business, right, yeah. you're, you're, you you want business coming in the door. Like, I've made a significant investment in this franchise. I, I, I'm ready to go, and now I need people in the door, right? So I would um, bend and twist to make the people's schedule work, Um You know, if they wanted a Friday night, Mm. if they wanted a Saturday morning. And what I realized very quickly is that, you know, if I'm distracted with um, having to get my family worked out and missing things that are important to me in my life, then you as my client are not going to get the best experience uh, from me. And so I really started being more boundary oriented around my time. And I only work during the week. And um, I work during the hours that my kids are in school and people find a way to make it work. You know, would they prefer me to work on the weekends? Maybe. But if it's important to them, they're going to take a day off. They're going to take a day off work. They're going to take a half day because it, it matters. And it's not heart surgery either. Like if you've got to wait a couple of weeks or a month because I'm on a wait list, you know, yeah, it's fine. Like nobody's going to die, you know. So that was just the sense of urgency for me is in the beginning, I was probably not as boundary oriented as I wanted to be around my family and just work life balance. But now I certainly am. So and people make it work. So. So if you were to give people just like a couple tips, what would that be? Okay. So, well, I think every, (laughs) the first tip is that everybody needs the color analysis, um, uh, to, to really show up well. But, um, I think that, um, I would say probably, well, first, the first thing is true red, um, looks 
good on everyone. Um, that's the one color that everyone can wear that is um, pretty flattering. Now, I'm not telling you it's your best red. There's probably a red that looks even better on you. But true red actually sits right smack in the middle of the color wheel and coordinates with all the seasons. So if you guys were going to do a foster victory, I mean, I know your color's green, but if you were going to do a walk for charity or some kind of um, a holiday event, then a true red t-shirt or, um, you know, t-shirt or swag is going to be most flattering to everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's one tip. The other thing is I would think pay attention to how you feel in the colors and connect the way you look to the color and not don't make it about yourself. Right. So if you put on something and you suddenly look washed out or you're noticing a little bulge here or there that you didn't notice before, Instead of immediately going to the criticism of yourself, stop and look at the color and think, okay, maybe this is a little harsh for me. Maybe this is a little soft for me. Maybe this is a little bold for me. And change the color before you go to the the self-criticism. That would be the – just consider that it might be the color, I think, is probably it's the not most you. important. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly right. <laughs> How long? It's not me. It's you. That's what you're saying to your to your T-shirt. How long does this process take for someone to to engage? Yeah, so it's about two and a half hours, um, and for one person, um, I love one-on-one consultations. Um, they're a little more expensive, um, but I love that one-on-one with people, um, and. Um, just that personalized touch. I really prefer it. Um, I will also do groups of two, sometimes groups of three, and that takes a lot longer. You know, that, that will take three to four hours depending on, you know, how quickly we get through the process and everything. I never want to cheat anybody of their time and money. Um, I love to do, um, two women together, like sisters or a mother daughter is so fun. A date night is really fun. Men and women coming in together. Men love to see their women feeling beautiful and feeling confident. That has been one of my favorite things to watch is watching the men watch their women come to life in these colors. And then they'll, you know, they'll come in the late afternoon and then they'll go out and have dinner afterwards. It's fun. It's a fun little experience. Um, You know, families, couples, anything. But um, yeah, it takes probably two and a half hours for one and maybe three to four for two or more. So it's a, it's an investment of time. Just some time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I just, but we're going to get it right too. You're not going to walk out in the wrong season. We're going to take our time and get it right. So. Anything that you see with this business as you you start to grow it, is this something that's scalable for you, or are you going to reach a point where hey, this is kind of all I can all I can yeah. handle? I'll reach a point where it's all I can handle, um, and then you I can add associates. Okay. So um, what happens in this model, which I think is really it's it, it's the first time I've ever owned a franchise. I've had my own business before, but this is the first time I've been in a franchise situation. So what you do is you buy um, zip codes. So you buy a, a population of about a hundred thousand, and so I uh, have you know oh five oh one my zip code and some you know I have Greenville. But um, within, but people can come from wherever they want. So I get tons of business from Columbia. I'm doing a lot of stuff in Augusta. People come from all over. And so there is the chance that um, other consultants will come in and buy other franchises um, around. So in the Spartanburg area or Anderson or something like that. Um, the other thing that I can do is add associates too. So they would go through the training. They would be able to offer, you know, offer color analysis and image consulting themselves and then um, they would, you know, I, I would manage the territory and, you know, manage them as well. So be ultimately responsible for 
for them. So, so you have some growth opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you, I assume you could probably buy others, other zip codes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You can. And you have to, you know, House of Color is very specific about, um, you know, requirements for that and all the things. But yeah, absolutely. And and there are all of that stuff is in the works. You know, I'm already thinking about it just because it's it's really caught. Um, it's just really caught on. People love it. And people in other parts of the country, you know, the, the social media is really important. And I don't actually do a ton of work on social media because it's just not, I'd rather be in the studio with my clients, right? Um, but, you know, the social media influencers that are in the Midwest are actually helping me because they've got tons of following. They're talking about color analysis. You have to do it in person. So what people do is they go on our website, they type in their zip code, and then here I am. Yeah. So it's a really great opportunity to kind of leverage what these other people are doing so well. Um, and it helps you grow your business, too. And then, you know, you offer them other things like business expertise or, um, you know, you go to training with them and you teach them tips that you know about makeup. So there's lots of camaraderie, too, which is really fun um, and unexpected. I will say, are you a summer, winter, fall came up in my YouTube search in my playlist a couple days ago. And I was like, yeah. we're going to sit down with Melinda. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So what's That's happening? a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the algorithm's doing over there. but <laughs> It can be a little creepy. But what's, what's interesting is there's so much bit, there's so many small businesses that have come out of what we do at House of Color. So now there are boutiques and um, uh, companies that manufacture clothes that are by season. I'm actually working with um, a small business in Greenville right now to begin to sort their clothes for uh, sale on season. I mean, it's for sale by season. So it's a great opportunity for them to reach a broader audience. It's a great opportunity for me to give that resource to my Seems clients. Seems like that's a scalable option. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so and it's so fun too. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. So um there's and you know, there's jewelry by season. So there's women that are hand making jewelry on Etsy by season. Um it's it's just it's tremendous. I mean, it really is. So it's definitely catching on if this starts to show up in my uh, algorithm feed you know, you know they're listening to us okay I, i'm sure they are <laughs> I'm sure. i think they're reading minds at this point that's what i've discovered you might, you might not be wrong yeah, no i get it um okay anything else that you would like to share about kind of your journey with going from you know the space you were in before into yeah. this business world that you feel like people would just find interesting yeah and i think this yes i think that um and maybe people know this and maybe it's my generation that that this was an epiphany for, but you, you don't have to do one thing in one way your entire life, right? You know, you come out of college, you, half of us fall into these opportunities, right? And you do that for a season. If, if it's not, um, if it's not working for you, right? For me, it was the travel that was too much. I had these three young kids. I had a husband that traveled. Uh, so for me, the corporate HR, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. I couldn't bounce it anymore. Um, the money was great. Lots of pats on the back. And it feels very successful over here. But it was way out of balance for me. And I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, you don't have to do that anymore. You can find opportunities that work for your life. You can find opportunities that connect to your passion in some way. And right now, um, there's so many opportunities out there for people that want to work. So you can negotiate that. You can say, well, I like the job description. And I think I'm qualified for this, but I only want to work three days and I want to work from home. And 
I want to have, you know, there, there's lots of room for negotiation these days. So I think the biggest lesson for me is just that you don't have to do the same thing forever. You can change it up and your experience is still going to relate and your experience is still going to connect. And there's a way that you can add value in a different way. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't have to get stuck in the rut. No, you don't. You yeah. absolutely don't. It, it, and it's not, I don't even know. It's not even healthy to do that. I don't think. And these days, you know, you can be a image consultant slash HR executive slash photographer slash foodie. I mean, you can. That, yeah. That's, we all do that, right? right? All right. So we've got two questions to finish this up. Okay. That we're going to ask you. Um, no wrong answer here. Okay. All right. So the last two things you spent money on. The last two things I spent money on. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought, well, it's clothes. <laughs> I was going to be shocked if it wasn't. It's close because when you have the um, I went to a um, a pop up uh, of I was actually doing I was with a woman doing a pop up. I was talking about color analysis and she sells clothes and um, clearly I'm sitting there and I um, bought this perfect blazer. And in fact, it's going to be on my porch when I get home today. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> and what I know that it is that it's going to go with everything. I, mean, I could take this off and put that on and. There I am, you know, so. All right. Yeah. All right. Next one. Is there any recent book that you've read or a podcast that you've kind of got sucked into that you feel like uh, you need to tell everybody about? Oh, gosh. Um, I should probably say one of my um, like Jesus podcasts that I listen to all the time. But one of them is um, <laughs> the podcast is Something Was Wrong. Have you guys ever heard of I that? Not. It's awful. Um, I mean, it's awful and it's amazing. It's like riveting and horrible. Like a train wreck? I've listened to a couple episodes. Okay, it's, you have. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So I, I actually got this recommendation from a boutique owner in Augusta. I had done a pop up with her, and I had a two and a half hour drive, and she was like, "You've got to listen to this." And there's thirteen season of thirteen seasons already. She said, "Start at the beginning," and it's about um, uh, people that aren't who you think they are in the beginning, and it's all of these stories about. Um, people being manipulated and gaslighting and all that stuff. So the psychology of it, I think, is what's maybe um, super interesting to me. And it's a brain vacation. I mean, let's be honest, right? <laughs> so you've listened to some of these? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> let's check it out. Yeah. It all got right. me off the crime junkie uh, path, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So take a few minutes to tell everybody how they can reach out to you and ask and kind of learn more about what you do. Absolutely. So I think the easiest way to reach out to me is through Instagram. Um I'm at House of Color, and it's the British spelling of House of Color. So it's House of Color, C-O-L-O-U-R, underscore Melinda Savage. And there you'll see pictures of clients that have been through color analysis. You'll see um, videos. And there's also a link there to look at my schedule, to look at pricing, and sign up directly or DM me for more information, which is what a lot of people do. You can do it all right there. All right there. Perfect. All right there. Perfect. Good? I'm good. All right. You want to take us out? All right. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, You're Melinda. You're so welcome. I feel like I learned a lot. Did you learn a lot? <laughs> I mean, I had no idea this even existed. Well, but you're both questioning talking. your choice of black oh, right no, now. I know. <laughs> I was going to assume you were going to give me like immediate feedback. No, I'm like, not going to You're wearing the it. wrong no, color no, no. right now. I was sitting over okay. here wearing black with silver, and I'm like, am I a winter? I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't know. You need to come see me in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you so much for spending some time with us. If you have any questions, topics, suggestions, things you want us to cover, you can find us online at fostervictor.com or follow us on Instagram at Foster Victor Wealth Advisors. Share this with a friend, subscribe, download, and let us know what you think.
Information contained in this podcast was intended for general use, not to be used as specific advice. For content tailored to your personal situation, please contact one of our wealth coaches.